Well, hello, wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM. Welcome to Drive Time. This is Big Q&A, the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we also look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're with Joseph Matichic, Secretary for the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia, and I'm delighted to be your host for the program today. Welcome along wherever you might be tuning in, listening to us today. Don't forget that our text line number is 0488-880-811. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your comments, send us your thoughts, uh, and tell us where you're listening from. Uh, our topic this week on Drive Time is the Bible and the media in a post-biblical culture. Our question today that we'll be looking at a little bit later on is, do Christians have a media problem? And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, tell us, what impact has the media had on Christianity? What do you think? What impact has the media had on Christianity? Uh, text us through your thoughts on 0488 Well, joining me today is Pastor William Mawala, the pastor of the Para Vista and Gawler Seventh-day Adventist Churches in Adelaide, South Australia. Good afternoon, William. Welcome along. Good afternoon, Joseph. Good to be here in the studio with you once again. Absolutely. Look, it's um, another interesting topic that we've got here, William, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, In a sense, a little bit ironic that we're actually talking about the media and here we are utilizing one of the forms of media. Yep. Na- absolutely. <laughs> namely the radio. Um, that's only one of the forms of, of media. Now, radio has been around for, for many years, William. Um, uh, for quite a long time. And even though we've gotten other forms of media, which we, which we will come to in, in just a little while, we'll, we'll mention them. But, uh, interestingly enough, radio still keeps on going. Um, yep. I don't know, maybe, wonder what it is. Um, and I guess if we didn't have, didn't have our, our listeners out there, William, we, we, there's no point us being here, uh, doing these, this program, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'd be talking to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and here we are. We, we, we're, we're blessed to, to be able to have radio. Radio still keeps going. We, we enjoy the radio and Faith FM on air. Yeah. Um, thanks, thanks to, Thanks to that 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 form of media, um, so not only do we have it as as radio, and here we are uh, now broadcasting, um, and you know we we've got people tuning in, li- listening you know, live. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, William, is um, like other forms of media, uh, Faith FM is also as an app, uh, which is a relatively new. Uh, feature, isn't it? That's right. Um, our smartphones, smartphones are able to have the, what, what's known as these apps, or, which simply short for applications, but everyone refers to them as app. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot, William. Have you got the Faith FM app? I do. Oh, I do. good man. I think I got it when I first jumped on the Faith FM team. <laughs> I think Gary was encouraging us all to get it on. So, um, yeah, I mean, I use it a little bit, but, um, yeah, I've definitely got it and it keeps me up to date of, you know, what's going on and, because like, there's so many different programs, and uh, from not just us here from Adelaide, but all across the country. Um, in the mornings, we, um, you know, there's Lyle and the team down south that um, that I 
kind of catch quite regularly as I'm driving back from the gym. I, I listen to them and so the, does the my breakfast wife. show. The breakfast, breakfast show. show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's, weekdays um, on eighth of M. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Nope. Yep. Definitely utilizing apps and um, yeah, apps is a good way for. Um, to get connected and, uh, you know, keep us up to date with what's happening. So, yeah, I love apps. I love the phone. Uh, you know, everyone seems to be um, connected to their phones. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just an everyday part of life now. That is so true. And, um, yeah, look, uh, in all seriousness, uh, just encourage anyone, if you haven't downloaded the app, uh, on your smartphones, in your app store, just look up Faith FM and download the app because really uh, through the app you get crystal clear uh, signal mm-hmm. uh, doesn't matter where you are as long as your phone is working and uh, you're able to access your apps you're able to actually listen to it because uh, the actual radio itself you, you might, won't always get uh, perhaps good coverage or, or good enough signal and so really really encourage people to um, uh, to, to download to download the app and, and there are lots of great programs um, not just here on on drive time that we do, and uh, you, William, you've mentioned the breakfast show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my colleagues in, in New South Wales, uh, Danny, uh, he he co-hosts a program uh, during the week. Looking up, uh, the other week I um, tuned in for a little while on the app, and um, yeah, top stuff. Yep. Um, and so that's just just some of them, but there are lots of others out there. Um, there's uh, other programs there. I'm just just even looking at the app right now, um, which uh, which people are able to tune in. Uh, you mentioned Tassie Encounters, I think. Um, there's also um, programs on uh, on relationships um, and, uh, and and lots of other interesting. Uh, Actually, I'm looking at the app too, um, Joseph, and um, this fella here. I don't know if you know him, Vikram. Okay, Vikram Ponchal. If he's listening, or if he listens to us at a later time. Uh, G'day to you, Vikram. Vikram and I, we were Bible workers in Melbourne. Oh, really? Uh, a long time ago, back in 2008, while I was in Melbourne, before I ended up going to college. And um, yeah, sure enough, driving home one day, turn on 88.0, and I uh, noticed that voice, and it was none other than my good uh, oh. friend Vikram. And uh, yeah, we we actually lived together in, in Melbourne, in um, Pelham Street, which is where Gateway um, rented their um, this little space for Bible workers. And um, so, yeah, I'm listening to 88.0 and I'm listening to my good friend Vikram preaching the word. So, um, you know, I was just kind of smiling on the road, listening and remembering our, our Bible worker days. And um, yeah, but he is, uh, he's out there, he's a pastor and he's preaching the gospel. So, uh, and I just love how a lot of these people who are on Faith FM, uh, Joseph, are our colleagues, our fellow uh, yes. pastors, preachers, evangelists. And I just, just love the fact we're part of a bigger team. That we're all um, in our own little places in in a studio as such, but it's getting broadcast uh, all across Australia and across the world. So exciting to be part of it! It is, and uh, the, the other thing with the app that, that we need to really stress to people is if if you have missed the show or you've only caught you know the tail end of some sort yep. of a show and thought, oh, that that sounded really interesting. You can you can always catch up and, and listen to the whole show uh, by downloading the app. You you can find the shows um, on the app. Um, the podcasts are there. You can you, so not only can you listen uh, mm-hmm. to 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 the programs and, and, and listen live, you can actually catch up on any of the previous shows that uh, that have been. Um, right. Played on and and broadcast on the yeah. on, on on Faith FM. So you, uh, mentioned, you mentioned uh, Danny as well. I just quickly 
He's a good friend of mine, Pastor Danny Melenkoff, if you're listening, Danny. Uh, we have this little inside joke. Uh, he, he, um, when we were running the programs in Melbourne, and he was one of the IPE guys, one of the evangelists that come from North New South Wales to Melbourne for that uh, six, seven-week uh, stint of evangelism. And uh, me and my young uh, Bible worker buddy, Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff uh, Fowler, Jeff Lomas now, if you're listening, Jeff, he, he lives out Kempsey Way. And, uh, we had these contacts. And anyway, opening night evangel, we tell Danny to come around and drive one of our rental cars. And we said, be here at our place, 4.30 sharp, because we have to go and get the contacts in so we can go to the meetings. So he came at 4.30 and me and Jeff were still getting ready, ironing our clothes. We were nowhere near ready. So ever since that day, he always says to me, 4.30 sharp, we were 4.30 sharp. And into this day, when we were, you know, when I was over in the, North South Wales Conference, he does our little inside joke. So, um, so when you mentioned Danny, that was the first story I had of, um, of him, uh, coming at 4.30 as he was told to. <laughs> we weren't even ready. So, uh, if you're listening, Danny, uh, apologize for that. But, uh, yeah, praise, uh, praise God for all the work that you're doing down south and to the rest of our team down there. Yeah, absolutely. No, great, great guy and a great team. It, it, it just highlights that, um, there's a, there's a massive team that's involved with Faith yep. FM. Uh, all over this great country of ours, and uh, yeah, we really appreciate the work that everybody does in uh, in making making it possible. But uh, thank you, especially to you, for tuning in again today. Yes. Um, that's what it's all about, and uh, we're delighted that you're able to join us today. And uh, as we said, we're, we're looking at the whole issue of the Bible and the media, um, and. Today's question is, do biblical Christians have a media problem? So uh, we want to hear from you. Please text in uh, your thoughts. What impact, tell us, what impact has the media had on Christianity? What impact have you seen the media have on on Christianity? And uh, William, uh, we spent a little bit of time here always reflecting what's happened recently in the news, um, a bit of a world watch. Um, well, one of the things that has certainly taken place um, in just the last little while is that uh, New South Wales has a new premier. Yeah. And um, what's interesting is uh, this new premier, uh, Dominic Perrottet, is a is a Catholic, and uh, it it's been quite uh, quite prominently uh, made made a point of the fact that that he is a man you know, a man of faith, a real man of faith. Um, in fact, uh, the two people that was were considered to be uh, the most likely candidates for for the top job for for the premier are both uh, Christians and. Um, uh, Dominic Perro, who, who was the treasurer, who then became the premier, and uh, and and the other the other gentleman whose whose name I just can't pick up right now, but is was is, is an Anglican, and so you had uh, both both of these individuals who were going to be uh, vying as such for the top job um, are, are Christians, and so um, it's interesting, William. We we now have, uh, in addition to the fact that our prime minister, who you know we we all know is 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 also a uh, a Christian, yeah. openly a, a Christian Christian man. Um, so it, here here we have as Australia country increasingly secular, uh, where the Bible and faith is uh, generally taking more and more of a backseat. Yet we're led as a country by a Christian prime minister, and then our most populous state in our country 
has now got a a, a Christian premier. Uh, a bit of an interesting scenario, wouldn't you say? Yep, um, absolutely. And um, I think I was watching um, uh, Dominic. He was getting interviewed earlier this week on uh, on Channel Seven on Sunrise, and I think the, the journalists were kind of putting that question to him: you know, How would you, how does your religious beliefs, strong religious beliefs? And she was quoting some of the things that the Catholic Church stands for, okay. such as uh, same-sex marriage and and you know abortion and all this stuff. And so I, I felt like she was trying to put him in a corner, like basically saying, because of your strong beliefs, is that going to almost impact or somewhat, I guess, um, you know, how is that going to affect your role as premier? And I liked I liked his response. His response, and you and I were talking just offline about this before the show yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's quoted as saying, um, "People should judge people." on who they are and what they say, not based on some religious element. And he says that he's very proud of the fact that he has a strong Christian faith. So I think he kind of, um, you know, he's basically saying, look, let, let his fruits, let the, let his actions do the talking. Mm. And I think just in a general sense, um, you know, your values ultimately will drive how you lead. Yes. Uh, so certainly there will be the, his strong Christian faith coming through. Uh, and his values will dictate uh, to a certain degree how he leads. But I think what he's saying there at the end of the day, it's, um, it's not necessarily his faith. It's, it's what his actions are going to, um, what, what his actions will do in his role as premier. So I don't think he sidestepped the issue, but I did feel that he said he was openly about it. Yeah. He's a Christian. And yes. I think that's great. Yeah. So I think what you're saying, Joseph, is, um, you know, we got a Christian prime minister. We got a, a newly elected Christian premier. Yeah, it'll be interesting how, how their values kind of, um, how that impacts their leadership. But, uh, yeah, certainly, um, and certainly the media picking up on this. They are. They, yeah, they, they, they want to highlight, you know, I think that's their role as media. They're always trying to look for the, for the story, for the, for the, the point of, uh, you know, division somewhat, you know. So, um, yeah, look, I, you know, he was open about it. He's a Christian. He's a father of six. And so she was, they were asking me questions. How is he going to balance being a, you know, premier and a full time dad and all this? So yeah, I was quite impressed with, um, the way he handled. Now look, maybe that's just how politicians are. They've already got their, their way of communicating to the journalists. They've been doing it for, for many years. So, but as I just sat there and watched it from my lounge chair, you know, um, it's still early days, I guess, but, but yeah, he's definitely Christian. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And look, William, you know, when we look at the Bible, we find uh, not only that there are examples of uh, God's people who were in, in very high, uh, very high positions. Um, yep. uh, think of Joseph in Egypt and Daniel in, in Babylon. Um, but uh, we know also from um, from what it says uh, to us that we are to uh, well that 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 there's um, God sets up rulers and and he rules yeah. ultimately God is sovereign and, and yes. you know, God's in charge and um, we're all ultimately um, yeah uh, yeah subservient to, to him but um, interesting times indeed to Absolutely. to see to see this happening look uh, we just need to we need to take a bit of a break William we, we we'll come um, back. Um, and uh, we're going to then really get into this topic about the, the media and uh, what impact it has had 
on on Christianity, on Christians, on churches, and uh, and what what that means for for you and I. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, you're listening to Faith FM. This is Drive Time. Uh, this is uh, Carly Fletcher singing. Great is your faithfulness.
welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Joseph Matichich and Pastor William Mawella. Uh, this week on Drive Time, we are looking at the topic of the Bible and the media in a post-biblical culture. And the question that we're, we're throwing out to you is we want to hear from you. What impact have you seen the media have on Christianity? Text us through what, what you uh, have seen. What impact has the media had on Christianity? Our text line number is 0488-880-811. That number again, 0488-880-811. And as you jot down that number, as you mark down that number, you may want to note that number for uh, our free offer that we have for you uh, this week. It's very much along the lines of what we're going to be talking about this week. It's a special book titled Screen Deep by Scott Moncrief. It's a Christian perspective on, on pop culture. And uh, in this book, uh, it talks about the impact of media on on people, particularly uh, the younger generation. If you'd be so kind as to silence your phone, turn off your iPod and put down the remote, author Scott Moncrief has a word to share with you about media and culture. Whether you're on the high end of the spectrum for media consumption or completely unplugged and electronically baffled, you'll appreciate this witty, smart look at contemporary media and culture. With a Christian perspective, Screen Deep takes a closer look at the implied messages that popular culture propels into our world every day. So that's Screen Deep. It's a special book, and if you'd like to receive a copy of that book, uh, text the code word SA20 to the text line number, again, 0488 880811. Text the, the code word. The code word for this book is SA20. That's the letters SA20, no spaces, SA20. And the Faith FM giveaway bot will then reply asking for your details. Now, just bear in mind, this is, uh, there may be a little bit of a delay in getting this book to you, um, being a, being a special book. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, I'd love to offer this, uh, this, this free offer to you, um, uh, this, this week. So text, 0488880811. I'm delighted, uh, William, that you and I can actually uh, yeah, begin the week again together, uh, launch this this topic about the Bible and the media and a post-biblical culture. Um, and coming up on th- this week, uh, there, there's going to be some interesting uh, topics uh, as far as uh, th- th- this is concerned. Um uh, I know that uh, tomorrow Gary and uh, Eric are going to be looking at um, uh, whether the Bible uh, speak, even speaks to a media-obsessed age. Does it actually say anything yeah. about that? Um, on Wednesday, looking at, uh, yeah, the, the, the less talked about and less pleasant topic, but n- nonetheless one that we need to sort of wrestle with, and that's the issue of uh, pornography in media and, and the impact yep. that, that that's had on people. And then some really great um, 
matters to, to wrestle with, and that is how how to how to respond with it uh, to to the the all pervasiveness of media, particularly with young people and so on, and how to, how to make some wise choices as, as we as we round off the week. So, mm-hmm. uh, really looking forward to that, and um, we uh, yeah we we're going to uh, get into it by looking today at the question: Do biblical Christians have a media problem? Um, the impact of media, it's all around us, William. We have yep. to admit it. We all use it unless we were in some, I dare say, in, 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 you know, <laughs> I don't know where. Yep. <laughs> Maybe in some totally isolated place uh, away from civilization. But even then, I'm, I'm not sure that that would last, uh, that would, that, that would last very long at all. Uh, as we look back over the years, William, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and I touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, we've had radio as one of the early forms of media. For, and radio has been with us now for a long, long time. Interestingly yep. enough, William, I don't know if you knew this, but um, this is just an interesting little little note. Um, Adventist World Radio, right. it started 50 years ago this month. Okay. Back in 1971. I did not know that. Wow, 50 years. Wow. Now, Faith, Faith FM, Faith FM is, is really a, a part of the, the, the global... Adventist World Radio Network. Okay. And uh, particularly our our um, show here on Drive Time um, is is really connected with with Adventist World Radio and and is able to be produced thanks to thanks to their support. The interesting thing is yeah it started back 50 years ago. It is now spread um, to all over the world in many different countries right. um, and the impact of it is, is, is powerful. People across many countries where, where faith, where religion, where Christianity in particular, where, where the Bible is not able to be openly perhaps shared or available or taught or, or used, yet people are able to tune in and listen uh, to the Word of God, listen to the, the good news about Jesus being being shared and they're, they're coming to faith in Jesus Christ. It's, it's having a a tremendous impact and right. a blessing on many, many people in many countries that are, we could say, closed or hostile to, to Christianity. Sure. Adventist World Radio has been, been a great blessing. And so here we are as part of that here on, on Drive Time here on Faith FM in, in Australia. Absolutely. Uh, now, radio is just one, one of the types of media. Um, as you know, th- th- there are others, aren't there? Yeah. Um, television. Uh, for example, is is the uh, another very common media now. Uh, s- some years back, television was sort of seen. I don't know if you remember William, but um, oh, television had sort of be a bit of an aura. It, it really uh, some Christians sort of saw it. Oh, it's, you have it, to enlighten me, Joseph. Well, <laughs> some Christians felt that it was evil. You know, you shouldn't have that oh, box right. in your house okay. uh, because of some of the content that would that would come through it. So, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, people then realised. Well, it's not just what uh, it's not the box itself, but whether we could be a bit more judicious in what what one chooses to watch, because through that same box, we're talking about the television, um, people were able to we were able to get religious programs on, and the word of God was able to be preached, televangelists and so on, mm. uh, which have blessed many many people. Okay, um, over the years, um, so television was one. Now, of course, we you know television is still with us, but there's of course the whole old uh, development and the advent of the internet and mm-hmm. um, and the internet uh, which is now available to us at just the, literally at the click of a button yeah. on our computers 
on uh, uh, portable devices, on our phones, uh-huh. of course, uh, has led to social media. And so there's, there's lots of forms of internet. Uh, sorry, lots of forms of social media. I still remember, Joseph, when, um, when I was still in high school, when uh, in our computer studies class, they, um, our, my teacher, my year advisor, he was also our, the computer studies teacher, but he was our year advisor as well at Kingsgrove High. Uh, back in Sydney, a long time ago, but um, I still remember when we were in class and they had the um, the Apple computers there. There was about 10 or so in the room. It's just a small room. But I still remember when we were all looking at what we now know was 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 Yahoo's, um, the like the, the page. The search page. Okay. Yeah, search, like the search page. Oh, really? And yeah, we kind of like not really interested, like what is Yahoo? Like we're just kind of, oh, whatever, you know, that type of attitude, but... He was really excited about it because he said, this is like a game changer. And, you know, I was 16 at the time and, you know, just trying to wrap my head around what he was talking about. And look, within a matter of years, you know, everyone's virtually the whole world just is on on the Internet or in some shape. So, um, yeah, I think I was around. I was a teenager when it first kind of made its way into the world. So um, I feel like I'm a bit old now. <laughs> but, well, it, it, well, I remember life before the internet, which was so do I. very different. You very, know? very much. Do. And uh, I have two teenage daughters, uh, William, uh, and yep. um, uh, to them, they simply do not know can of a, believe, can No, I? they do not know of a world without the internet whatsoever. <laughs> you know, we, we, where the family might be chatting at the meal table or uh, just in conversation, something comes up and we're saying, oh, now what was... Yeah, we might ask <laughs> some question about what may have happened in you know such and such a date, or um, yeah. look look up a place or something like that, and and in an instant, you know, my daughter will 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 instantly jump to Google and jump on a computer, yeah. type into Google, and she brings up instantly the answer that um, well, <laughs> you know just a little while well, you know, before it would have been. Um, I remember like early, um, you know, growing up. They'd have people who were going door to door, door to door and sold the big Britannica sets. Remember the encyclopedias? And, yeah, yes. I, we didn't have one, but my uh, relatives did, and yeah, it was you know eighteen, nineteen volumes all on the shelf there, and that was our internet back then. You know, if you exactly. wanted to know something, you had to look for the volume on the shelf, open it up, and yet you kind of had to look for it. You had to search. You had to study. That's right. Now kids just well, all of us really these days. You know, you just type it in Google in the search engine and bang, you got it in like five five seconds. Instant, instant. It, that, that is so true and it's, it's certainly there. And uh, and so the internet has led to all these other forms of media uh, that, that, are, that are part of it, William. So we, we have, of course, um, emails, um, people connecting either through emails or back to their phones through through um, um SMSs, messaging. Um, then we have uh, things such as other platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, yep, social media, um, yeah, Instagram, um, th- th- these kinds of accounts, and uh, they are just very, very prevalent indeed. Now, mm. um, we now we we we're not here just talk about media in general. We, again, here on Faith FM Drive Time, we want to wrestle with it. What does it mean for us as Christians and uh, uh, from a biblical point of view too? So, um, William, as we look at this, first of all, are there any? Uh, are there any positives? Are, are there, have there been any benefits of the media for for Christianity and and and, and uh, for for the for the church? What 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 would we say there? I think you were you were touching on it just a few moments ago, Joseph, when you talked about, I guess the um, the gospel 
basically being, you know, spread throughout the world, you know. I think even going way back to, if I remember correctly, the first printing press was the Bible actually being printed, you know, going back to the 15th century or, you know, the mid-16th century. So I think Christians in general, when they see something um, such as media, we're talking about media today and this week, Christians obviously want to take up, they want to use use it to their advantage, just like anyone else, you know, whether it's a business or someone. Um, but definitely within, I think you're talking about the positives. I think for Christians, it's been an avenue and a vehicle, uh, a medium as such to spread the gospel. You know, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 24, right? He said that the gospel is going to go to the whole world. And so with the introduction of, of media, mass media with, you know, print, media, TV, you know, internet, especially internet, it's really given, uh, given uh, wings, so to speak, uh, for the Christian message to go to the whole world, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's, we we it's, believe that we have, well, we really unashamedly can say that with with the good news about Jesus the gospel message we have we we have a life-saving message here for people yeah. that we believe every human needs to hear and have an opportunity to come to know and so we will use any means to share that message yes and the media has now become one of the most uh uh prominent ways to to be able to really promulgate that message to 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 the whole world so that is clearly been one one of one of the advantages absolutely and uh, you cited there matthew chapter twenty four uh that's right um any other uh, positives i guess william i'm thinking of the fact that um uh we think particularly of a demographic of our population such as our elderly people or people who are um, who may have some disabilities who are confined who cannot uh, interact uh, perhaps cannot attend churches or uh, get access to to come uh, to, to meetings um, thanks to thanks to media mm. they are able to still hear services uh, hear watch uh, watch church church services uh, and hear preaching um, even even in their own homes yeah. or, or wherever they may be so that's a blessing yeah and um, I'm just thinking even with the lockdowns that's happening yeah um, with covid and everything that's happened everyone had to go on zoom everyone basically oh, literally overnight okay. church p- services had to go online online so that's churches right. that probably live stream pastors and even congregations that may not necessarily have used utilized internet as such previously yeah they've kind of been forced in a way yep yep um so so you know the question we're asking is you know do christians have a media problem i think what we're doing right now joseph just kind of just kind of highlighting that the just the that there are some good aspects of the media i mean in terms of the internet um i'm just thinking very practically in our world in church world yeah um we meet online now like right now one of the churches i have we have prayer meeting online and there's that's a bit of a catch 22 because there if you have it at the sur- at the building at the church there's people that live maybe 100k's out they can't drive all the way in for for prayer meeting they actually find zoom more convenient okay. so i think convenience is a huge thing and another thing like my wife for instance um she goes on or pretty much i've seen her doing the last week or two um 
every day um, she jumps online on Zoom because uh, her family, her dad who's a pastor, lives in New Zealand and they have opening uh, like an evening family worship time. So she logs in, her sister from Brisbane logs in, uh-huh. they're logging yeah, in and yeah. I watch it. I'm kind of like sometimes in it or not, but my little daughter's in it and she's connecting with her niece or cousins that, you know, so there's, in a sense, it's a virtual connection. Yeah. And I think that's what the internet and social media uh, kind of provides a platform for is connection because there are a lot of people and obviously we're going to look at there can be some negative effects. Sides, yeah. But I think in general the principle is the internet has connected. We're now a global village. Mm. Whereas years ago, you know, you wouldn't know anything about a country outside, you know, Australia or wherever you're from. Now with the even my own country, Joseph, in Tonga, in the Pacific Islands, you know, I haven't been there in a number of years and I've got relatives and people who like my brother went there only a couple of years ago. He went for a um for a wedding and one of our cousins got married and he said to me, Oh, Tonga's changed now because now they're part of the this westernized kind of culture now mm. where everything's everything's quick. It's, so they're now part of it. Whereas before the internet, you know, Tonga was just a you know, the islands were almost just kind of isolated. Now they're just they're right in the mix with everybody else. So the internet and social media and media in general has really closed the gap in terms of of our connectedness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's probably yeah, yeah. It's enabled people to be able to, uh, as you say, to, to connect and to get access to yeah. uh, presentations, sermons, talks, what you name it, um, from wherever it might be. Um, and uh, and that, yeah, they're able to, uh, to 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 tune in and to to I, to benefit from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, now, William. We, we, we yeah we're looking at yeah you know, there are some yeah you know, there are some benefits to this. Um, we also need to look at you know, as we look at this. Um, ha- has it had some other kinds of impact? Have there been some challenges? Have there been some perhaps some even some things that are emerging, uh, William, um, where media has been impacting, changing, shaping perhaps the church? What do you, what have you got there for us? Yeah, well, well, there's. Uh you know, we're going to look at this uh, interesting article by this um, particular uh, reverend um, in Durham um, somewhat years ago. And it's actually a fascinating article, Joseph, that really highlights um, the role of technology in the in the church. And uh, it basically, this article begins by this particular uh, uh, reverend. Sorry, uh, I think it just quotes the reverend at the beginning there. Oh, is but, it? But, yeah. yeah, but it talks about it. Yeah. And, and so, what's the title of it? Yeah, so the title is, uh, uh, he says, Many Christians are turning to apps and memes to express their faith instead of churches. And it's raising intriguing questions about the future of the world's uh, largest religion. So, I. So he's talking about this idea of the interplay, Joseph, between uh, how we use our devices. Now, kind of just, I had a little quick read of it before we went on air. And basically the story begins with he was reading his his Bible from a phone. And that caused quite a stir within his clerk, within in, the congregation. In the congregation, basically okay. Basically kicked yeah. him out of the church. Ah. Because... In that time, this was going back uh, nine years ago, so it was barely ten years ago. He hadn't opened the, the actual. No, he phys- didn't have the Bible open. He had it. He the had hard a copy. On. The hard copy. He had it. Yep. He didn't have the. Hard, <laughs> he didn't have the Bible, physical copy. He was reading it from his phone, and he got into a lot of trouble over. If you wow. read the article, um, you know he he almost lost his job. Mm. 
And so that really opens the article to kind of talk about how slowly now kind of like congregations and Christians are almost embracing um Media, social media and you know technology well it started with the phone yeah and so um yeah it kind of raises this idea um about how we um use technology in the church yeah well the fact is um whether we like it or not lots of people are not bringing the actual physical yeah. bible with <laughs> them that and um you know we could probably you know rail against that but um if, if you know some will i still do um, but, um, a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, when I see them, they, they're going to be accessing the, the, the Bible app, yeah. the, the Bible on, on, on their phone. Um, which, uh, in, in, incidentally is probably one of the most popular apps actually that's out there. Um, yeah. 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 So, um, if you, you know, the article is, it's quite amusing because it's it really just shows about the level of, it's really how, how Christians are, have viewed uh, technology over the years like you said just a few moments ago joseph you know when the tv came in you know tele- the introduction of the television set you know there were a lot of poppy reactions against that because of what was coming out of it mm. so you said they call it the devil's box and, and it's kind of a similar kind of uh vein of thinking when phones were now being used in church well particularly from this particular uh uh clergyman um but th- the article says here um Talking about people's um, using their phones and whatnot in church, talking about phones in this particular case, says the attitude has changed. Talking about people now being a bit more accommodating, says the attitude has changed to restrict people from mobile phone use now. So the the attitude has changed, sorry, because to restrict people from mobile phone use now is to ask them to cut their arm off. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's probably not too far off yeah, of a yeah, statement because yeah. we all um at arm's length with our phones. Yeah. And um so you know, so therein is is both uh, uh, I guess uh, and I think you 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 were alluding to a little bit earlier the fact that it's um yeah, there's a positive it means that Everyone can access it. You can read it. There's all sorts of versions or whatever else. But the flip side is there's a bit of an addiction that we have that we can't live, in a sense, without our phone. So it, yeah. it, it's got this and, – and I know later in the week this will probably be explored uh, a lot more, particularly um, young people, um, yeah. their addiction to phones. It, it's it's as much as addiction to um, tobacco, yeah. really. It, it actually is yeah. addictive. They, they cannot live without – uh, their phones and it's uh, it's co- led to that fra- that term um, screen ages. Mm. Screen really, ages, I, yeah. I actually haven't heard that for yeah. That term. Screen ages. That's 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 their life. Whether it's on their computer mm. devices or their or, or their smartphones, yeah. and um, it, it it it's there. But back to what you, what you're saying here regarding the, uh, here in in this article, the um what we find is that um. Thanks to, particularly through smartphones, people are now just accessing uh, so many more are accessing the Bible uh, on their phones. Um, mm. The the thing that it's 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 led to is that as a result of that, people are uh, uh, perhaps are getting less biblically literate, if we can put it that right. way, because. Yep. Um, with the smartphone app, a Bible app, William, you don't really need to know that Genesis is the first book of the Bible, uh, or that, um, uh, Matthew starts, uh, at the beginning of the New Testament because, you know, you can have them listed just, uh, alphabetically or you mm. can just put in a quick search and it, it'll come up for you. Um, so there's sort of just this, can be this overall general, l- uh, l- 
lesser knowledge of of biblical things. Mm. Um, uh, and also as well, Joseph, it, it could also, you know, suggest that mobile phone Bibles are actually, in many cases amongst younger folks, are actually replacing the actual Bible itself, the book, like the, the physical hard copy. And when you look at some of um, d- different faith denominations, and certainly um, ours as well, um, this idea of this online technology, Joseph, it's making it easier for people to communicate um, for worship. Um, so, so yeah, this rise of um, you know media presence. Uh, one of the churches I have here, um, they we record our services online, and it was a big part when COVID hit last year. Yeah. So it was definitely meeting a need because people weren't able to physically go into church. But back to what you were saying, um, yeah, I kind of uh, I, I like what you're saying, um, Joseph, because on the one hand, uh, the internet, so, you know, Google, easy access, yeah, and I think what the article was saying as well, because um, I know you've read it as well, is. Um, it was suggesting that um, when people read it, just you know, on their screens, uh, on their phones. I mean, not 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 to everybody, but for some, it could. It's almost your mind is in the state like you're like you're reading a Wikipedia article or some kind of secular article. Yeah. So whereas, like you and I were saying offline, Joseph, that like when you have a real Bible, a physical Bible. Now, I'm not saying it's more holy than the other, but there is a, a certain mental mind. Like when you hold your phone, there is a. We, whether we realize it or not, there is a there is a certain I don't know I may be stepping outside my bounds <laughs> I don't know, but but your mind says something when you're when you got your phone because you use it to do a bunch of things. But with the Bible, when you open it, I mean you're only you're there to actually encounter God through His Word. Um, whereas, like you were saying offline earlier, like if you have an app, although it's great, you just punch in whatever book. Um, mm. you could actually get so dependent on the phone that if you had a real Bible in front of you, you wouldn't really know where, you know, First Corinthians was or, or, or not. Now, I'm not trying to shame anyone that exclusive on their phone, but it kind of, um, there's that other thing to consider. Like, if you didn't have your phone and, you know, you had a physical Bible, like, you know, and plus we have to realize that the Bible is written, there's a certain flow to it, especially when you're reading chapters in a book. And that's one thing we as pastors love to do, right, Joseph? When we're reading a text, we like to kind of see what's around it and the context, what's the chapter for after. You kind of don't get that with a, with a technology. You kind of just zoom straight into where you want to go. But I think there's certainly advantages for looking at it online or, you know, with your technology. But I think there's also another element to to consider as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a really good point. Look, William, we just need to take a quick break, sure. and um, we'll come straight back to this. Um, stay, stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Faith FM. This is a Drive Time. What a friend we have in Jesus. Our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not carry 
to God in prayer Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged Take it to the Lord in prayer Can we find a friend so faithful Who will all our sorrow share Jesus knows our every weakness Take it to the Lord in prayer Are we weak and heavy laden with a load of care Precious Savior still our refuge Take it to the Lord in prayer Do your friends despise forsake you Take it to the Lord in prayer In His arms He'll take and shield you Find a solace there What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Everything to God in prayer Everything to God in prayer Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM. This is Drive Time BQ&A with Joseph Maticic and William Mawala. We're looking at the topic of the Bible and media in a post-biblical culture. And today in particular, we're asking the question, do Christians have a media problem? And just before the break, William, we were, were exploring the fact that um, uh, this, this article here is, is discussing how uh, churches have been impacted by, uh, by, by the media, um, how uh, it, it's impacted on worship and people's study of the of the Word of God, study of the Bible, um, thanks to um, uh, th- th- modern technologies such as uh, smartphones and and the the mobile phone Bible app now that's really actually replacing the book, um, le- leading to a little bit of a. Um, uh, Bit of biblical illiteracy, could we say? Mm. Lack of lack of uh, uh, effort to get into study the Word of God, um, and uh, and so that's ended up perhaps leading to uh, how how even having an impact on how people li- li- live as Christians, and um, and so um, yeah, uh, just beyond just talking about the app, th- there are other impacts that uh, the media has had um, on. Uh, on on Christians on churches, uh, and just before we went to that that song, we uh, we we're looking at the fact that um, uh, churches have a uh, lot of them now are broadcasting their programs. They're available online, um, and it's led to the fact that people don't actually have to uh, go out. Um, and certainly, uh, where COVID permits this, but to gather together is that. Is that is that yeah. what you found in your experience too, William? Yeah, I think I think I think probably on the other side of the equation is 
although in many respects uh, media is a good thing and a good thing to utilize uh, in one's walk with with God and uh, in their Christian faith. But there's another side of that coin, Joseph, and the thing is, although apps and social media on on one hand uh, can provide a level of, I say, say, a connection with your virtual friends online and whatnot. The article brings out something that I think is very startling, Joseph, and mm. it's this. Um, there, for a lot of younger folks, they now, because of this virtual, I guess, experience that they are now encountering, they don't necessarily see it as in, it's necessary to set foot in the church. Um, in fact, the article goes on to say that one in five people who identify as Catholics, now this, remember, there was about a particular Catholic, uh, clergyman and, you know, um, many, sorry, going back to the article, one in five people who identify as Catholics, Joseph, and one in four Protestants seldom or never attend organized survey, services. Wow. And this is so, according to a survey conducted by the Pew Research Institute. Institute. That's 25%. That's 25%. Yeah. And if I just read this a little bit more here, it says, apps and social media accounts tweeting out Bible verses allow a private expression of faith that takes place between a person and their phone screen. So there's this level of an expression when you send something, share something. There's a little bit of a, your individuality in it. When you put a hashtag, it's, you, you kind of, uh, there's your footprint on it, yeah. so to speak. But the other side of that coin is the person who's kind of engaged in this type of, um, you know, ex- expression virtually, they have the ability to pick and choose, Joseph. And what that means is they can avoid doctrine that doesn't appeal. So it's almost like I'm going to pick and choose and share what I think parts of that Christian faith that appeals to me. Now, here's the, here's the real startling fact that come out of this uh, article. A lot of people who consider themselves to be active Christians, Joseph, may not strictly even believe in God or Jesus or the acts described in the Bible. And I read that. I said, what? That's staggering. Y- y- yeah. That. That to me is a dichotomy. That's a. It is. That's it not. Is. It um, just doesn't make sense. But. So I think it's highlighting something, Joseph. Is you know you can kind of have this aura of Christianity, sharing quotes and sharing videos and all this. Uh, look, I'm not here to judge you, but but it's kind of the article saying that there is an element of people who engage in Christian practices. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, going back a few sentences ago. They no longer see it necessary to set foot in the church. So it's kind of like they kind of engage, but in reality, kind of not. And so that's kind of the dilemma with this virtual experience. You can kind of plug in, but it's almost like you draw the line, so to speak. Yeah. Whereas my understanding of of Christianity, um, Joseph, is we're, we're a body, the the Apostle Paul says, yeah. and and public worship is an integral part of it. You know, Hebrews ten says, Paul says, you know, not to forsake the assembling of ourselves right. together. So, so that can be a danger that when you get so cooped up in this virtual world that you don't see the necessity to engage in real time with real people on a real place, so to speak. And I think that's maybe a danger.
Well, very much so, William, because what, what this leads to is this very individualised uh, approach to faith, whereas what you're actually pointing out there is that it's not even actually making a change to people's hearts and lives, which is which is ultimately what it's meant to do. Yeah. Uh, and going further, it means that people, thanks to the media, uh, they can simply just tune in to anything they want from wherever they want, and they can tune out. It, it, it you know, literally at the at the touch of a button, at at, at the access of a remote. Um, this it creates a whole situation of couch potato Christians. Yeah. Um, they can pick and choose. They don't like one speaker, flick over to the next. Yeah. Or they can they can just <laughs> tune in to the ones that they like to hear. Now, it might be okay, but how balanced a, a spiritual diet does that create? Yeah. And you have people following certain presenters, uh, certain speakers that they really resonate with, um, and uh, and they do they find that much more comfortable, mm. much more enjoyable than rubbing shoulders, than than, than um, mixing with their uh, their other fellow yep. uh, fellow believers. Where that's where you really need to practice your faith and, and show Christian yep. graces, and that's where Christian growth really occurs within the context of of community. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you remind me, Joseph, of when you were just talking there. You know, um, you're talking about the watching particular presenters, speakers. You know, Paul says in Second Timothy 4, remember he said to Timothy, um, preach the word, and then a few lines down he said, for the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine. Yeah. And I think that's that's it's this personalized experience. So on the one hand, it's great. I mean, that's why we love technology and media because that's why people watch Netflix and we have so much options. You yeah. want to watch this, you want to watch that. And now Christianity is in the mix now. That's right. You can watch... A sermon. So, so I guess what I, what we're trying to say is media is good in a sense, but it's up to the individual how they use it. Yeah. I was kind of saying to you offline as well, Joseph, it's a bit like, like money. You know, money's not evil, but you know, Paul says the love of money. Mm. So media is not evil. It's not bad, but how we use the media. And it can become addictive. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And, you know, we, you know, we know sadly many young people. Uh, th- this is a real issue. It's affecting their mental health, especially during the, these peri- periods of lockdown, where they have just been uh, yeah. even more focused onto their screens um, through yeah. online games, through uh, the, the various social media platforms. Sadly, and, and I know people uh, where people who who've just been impacted, they've gone insular. Um, it's led to depression. Uh, amongst young people, devastating impact. Mm. Um, and yet what we're saying here is um, it can lead to, even us as Christians uh, to, to have uh, this uh, individual consumer approach, yep. uh, take it or leave it yep. um, approach to, to what's coming through on media and, and tuning into to what one doesn't, doesn't want. And so, look, William, our time is gone. We, we really need to wrap up. No and um, it's been fascinating, uh, folks. Thank you for joining us. Hope you can join in tomorrow when Gary Hodgkin and Eric Hoare are going to look at the topic of Does the Bible Speak to a Media-Obsessed Age? Hope you can tune in then. But in the meantime, please remember that Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you.